1: Back to our respective homes. No more glamorous producer Nate Studio. How you doing?
0: I don't know, I'm a little groggy. I don't know. Back to normal, but back to the
1: darkness. Jet lag, airplane, darkness, Captain Blanks. Yeah. Tell me about it.
0: Um, worst game week rank of the season for me. It just clocked in over 3.5 M, uh, oh. 46 points, down from 14K to 20K. Was very had high hopes going into Monday with Captain Salah and Mane, but uh did not come in. Uh lost lost my cup match to Flappy Hands, of course. It's great. Oh,
1: God. One point and, by one point, right?
0: Uh two points, yeah.
1: Oh, two um, points because he got a bath, yeah.
0: yeah. I mean I got the obviously the Chelsea thing was just writing on the wall. I finally had all three of my Chelsea defenders start for the early game on Saturday and then Christensen with yet (laughs) another sub sixty minute appearance. I still had two bank, but the omen was just dark, and then everything just spiraled out of control from there. You know, ton of blanks everywhere. uh, You know, it's a lot blank. It's just ah,
1: fuck. It's pretty amazing that you only went down six k with a game week rank of three point five million. Is that weird? I don't know. I don't know. Three
0: point five million
1: game week rank. I expect like forty k. Yeah, I mean it's. Yeah, it's bad, but That's it's bad. But you're 20K. Like, it's fine.
0: No, it's fine. I'm going to go again next week, but it's just a bad job by me. It was really, I, th- I mean, it was, again, the worst, worst week of the season, game week, rank wise. Yeah. And I'm a fucking piece of shit right now. Yes, yeah, seven points, third on my bench.
1: I couldn't believe he came in and scored. His finish was third. so nice, too. I yeah, no.
0: Um Yeah, no, it's just, I'm all sorts right now. Ollie, it's, oh, God, I can't wait to get Ollie. Yeah, the top team.
1: 10K average is 53.9. Yeah, you have so 46. that's why. It's not ideal.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's why. But it basically, you know, like, everyone had a ton of blanks, and then there were the Kuhn players, and then those who didn't have Kuhn and Captain Kane, like, that's the difference between me and an average week, is if I had Captain Kane, I would be right on average for top 10K. Um, yeah, I had Jones, Aspill, and Alonzo. Clean's booing me, and I had a Sterling assist. Yeah, you'd basically be
1: bang on average with a cap can, yeah, Who was exactly. the large majority cap. Yeah. Yeah,
0: and I mean, my team is fairly template. So, like, my differential is basically Aspill or my triple Chelsea defense. So, I had like an extra return from most teams, and then I, I lost that with like the Arnie assist. I don't have Arnie or something like that, but Sun blanked, Ali, everyone blanked. So. Yeah,
1: yeah. It was low scoring wake, and then Yeah, care.
0: low scoring wake how
1: do, you um, I did great. I mean, so if for people who don't read lineup lambs, I did Auda and Murata out for Danilo and Kuhn. So all of that back and forth on Kuhn or Bobby or Mane or whatever the fuck ended up on Kuhn. Um, obviously, Danilo's not good. He's not a starter. He can't beat out Zinchenko. But Kuhn, I mean, fucking... Rare time in life you get to transfer in a guy who you immediately captain and immediately comes in with a hat trick. So I'm absolutely flying. I'm 70- Buzzing? Buzzing, 74 points. I was just fucking, oh, every single hair on his head that touched that first ball, everything was just, it was my week. Um, went up like 50 something K. I'm at 68 K. Best rank of the season so far. I've been steadily climbing for like, Almost ten ten straight weeks. So,
0: but this is your first like chunk rise, like big getting chunk in, rise. getting in there.
1: Yeah, big chunk rise. But that's always coming when when you have a bunch of greens in a row and your team just kind of you have no bad injuries or suspensions and you're just transferring better and better players. Like this is always coming, you know. I'm two and zero oh in the cup. I mean, yeah, it was just fucking great week for me. I mean, I've I have Christensen too. I think I said to you at the time, like the thing that really fucking ruins me about Christensen is that, I mean, and I'm far from alone in this scenario. Probably the large majority of people with Christensen are in the same situation, but I position myself. So he is my Chelsea coverage and I don't have two mil lying around anywhere to go to Alonso or 1.5 to get to Aspill, who are the only two nailed guys who play over 60 minutes every week. And Yeah, now it's getting very, very troubling. He's a complete nightmare. Even though he'll probably start and probably clean again, it's really testing patience because it's been so terrible owning him. But And we'll go ahead to our teams later in the pod, but now with the Arnie injury and now I have Danilo, it's just like, ugh. Right after a fucking flying week, it's like, okay, I'm pretty much nailed for at least one hit. Not great, start to my game week twenty five
0: Chelsea have eight clean sheets in their last eleven game weeks
1: and Bodker has three total points in the last five game weeks, yeah,
0: so just throwing that out there i don 't know i don't know what to do with it but it's just
1: it's just a thing it's just a fucking thing, yeah, just holy thing. shit. Uh, let's shout out the January January FML Field Prize League Mug League leader. Just one game week to go for January. Mr. Cronky Pants, a.k.a. Lee <laughs> Duffy Ledbetter, <laughs> leading the way. It's th- But three people are tied for second place, just one point behind him. So very, Every- very close mug race.
0: Everything to play for.
1: Everything to play for. We'll see who, like triple caps or bench boost to try and get over the line. Um, and then shout-out to FMLFBL public leaders. Clark Hutchison tied with Tor, both 90 overall rank. Neither of them even have Kuhn or capped Kuhn, which I thought was they're interesting.
0: Only one way to go from there down.
1: Yeah, like they're 90th, and they don't have that yeah. guy. It's crazy. Um, let's do a little sponsor, and then let's let's go up.
0: All right. Sponsor. Lads and lasses, we are in the full throes of yet another harsh winter season. It's chilly. It's cold. And if you're living in a particularly shit part of the world, dare I say it, frigid. We're all just trying to go about our business and stay warm. What better way to pad your stats than with a unique and glorious outer garment in the form of a scarf by pep? Scarves by pep are your designer answer to staying warm and stylish this winter and for many winters to come. Toss out your old shitty regular sized scarves and bring in the newest fashion craze out of Manchester with your very own scarf by Pep. It's uniquely sized to keep even those chests without extra hair warm by being extra fucking huge. Plus, each and every scarf by Pep comes in every color. That is, every color combined into one. Black. Black like my soul. Get your scarf by Pep today and stay warm for days.
1: All right, good job by you on this sponsor. Good there. Job by you. So, um all right, where where should we start? Should we just start with Kuhn, back-to-back pause, starting with Kuhn? Yeah, Kuhn, Kuhn-in. Yeah, I mean, so obviously Kuhn-in, high priority for everyone. He'll be captained by every single person who has him. Next, probably at least one game week, maybe two, maybe three game weeks, depending on like Jesus and whatnot. But most people's routes to get there seem like they're either Kane or they're Firmino. And if it's Firmino, oftentimes for a hit. So where do you lie on those two?
0: Uh, I think Gakuna at all costs almost. Um, definitely Firmino for a hit, I like that a lot. I like I that a lot too. Yeah, yeah, that was a especially, Jesse
1: question. Yeah,
0: yeah, especially if it's just for, for the minus four. There's no downside when you're going to captain him and you're just covering yourself there. I am on the fence about getting him in for Kane for my own team. Again, just looking at the captaincy, I'm if I don't go with, with Salah this week, I'm just nervous about it again. Like it could go the same way again and I just go down another ten K or something if Kuhn comes in and and Salah doesn't. It's just that's how close the the knife edge is right now. So I don't hate doing Kane to Coon. I I mean I have a lot of value tied up in Kane personally, and I'm sure a lot of players do out there, but if it's your only way and it's going to avoid like a minus eight, I would rather go that way than rip your team up to get him in. But, and I definitely don't think it's too late to get him in. I mean, obviously, one of the plump fixtures is out of the way, the Newcastle game, but he still has, you know, three, this next one's really good, and then two like marginal on, fix, on paper fixtures. But I don't, I really don't hate doing Kane to that Yeah. And, and, and becomes, we know the
1: argument. I mean, David, David Nash wrote in on Facebook and said, boys, Thoughts on shifting Kane to Aguero for the next three? Kane doesn't play a good fixture until game week 28. That's true. I mean, his ceiling... He can score in any fixture. We all know that. He's fucking world-class. He's six for his last six against the Gunners, four in his last six against Liverpool, you know, so he'll probably score in these next three. But his ceiling is obviously a lot lower than it normally is and a lot lower than Kuhn probably in these next three, so... It's like, uh, yeah, I don't love it. I'd rather, obviously, have Kane and Kuhn like I have, but it's if it's impossible to get there any other way, you have to take a minus eight or minus 12 or some shit. It's just not worth that. It's tough. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, I, I think the other thing, like flying the ointment, is the Arnautovic news today. He's owned by so many active players, and he's out for a month. So when you look at him... Yesterday, he was just sat there for the next few weeks or whatever while West Ham saw good fixtures, and you could have maybe worked Kunin around the fringes by downgrading other players to make money. And now with Arnatovich's injury, you have a new pressing issue. So I think that also makes it a lot more difficult to get Aguero in for those of of us that don't have him.
1: Yeah, Arnie's 48% owned in the top 10K going to last game week. Yeah. So it's big, big movements on him. He'll he'll plummet in ownership. Um piggybacking off that, Dave Cullen asks if pretty much all Spurs assets have to go except Kane. I mean kind of feels that way to me. I have Son and few few have been better than Sun, but I don't feel good about him in my side right now.
0: Yeah, I think Sun is definitely better than having one of the nine million
1: midfielders for yeah. sure
0: from the team, but I think it's, again, just looking at priorities. If you have Sun and Arnie like you do, obviously you want to get rid of the player who's... So that's a problem. I think a lot of people are going to be backed into a corner and keeping Sun this game week just because they have Arnie as well. Uh, That said, on balance, obviously you don't want any Spurs assets. They're bad, and they were awful against Southampton. They didn't fucking do anything. And, yeah, you should be fire sailing when they have three of the toughest fixtures in a row that you could imagine.
1: Yeah, and they've been legitimately terrible in three out of the last four matches, which were against Southampton, Swansea, and West Ham. Yeah. Not yeah. good.
0: I mean, we've been bashing Spurs for a while.
1: Yeah, and then, yeah, that's, yeah, that's it's where it's we're at. That's God, mean, this Arnie injury is so fucking bad, dude.
0: Yeah, so let's go into Arnie, because, I mean, everyone's asking about Arnie.
1: Like, everyone's asking go? about Arnie, Ox, Budget Mids, Shaq. Like, what the fuck?
0: So I mean Arnie's what is he seven two seven. right now seven oh, yeah, one yeah, it went up, seven but, yeah. one so I mean, where do you go from there I'm seeing a lot of people looking at Willian um, I mean Shakiri is only six Chupa is coming back into it Stoke look on the up under Lambert what do you what do you do Yeah
1: I don't know I'm very it's obviously new brand new news so I haven't really had that much time to like tinker around and figure out which direction I'll be going in, but. And we've kind of been hammering at home for like over a month now that these mid table teams, Arnie was always the outlier. You know, there's all these mid table or lower half teams. They're the ones with all the like cheap, maybe kind of intriguing guys. But this has been a season where the top six teams just fucking destroy everyone. And it doesn't really, you're not looking for value anymore. You're just looking to try and get as many of those guys in at all times, except Arnie. And now, now that he's out, and I'm just looking at all these guys like Will, Willian, uh, you know. Yeah, I just
0: just to interrupt this, like yeah. I think it's an important talking point just for looking forward. Is that when we look at all these mid-priced midfielders in, the, in throughout the season, and we've been very, very reluctant to hop on bandwagons like we were in on Retarlison earlier. Yeah, the stats were off the page and shit, and Watford were playing yes. on the front foot and looking good. But when you're looking at teams that are mid-table or below. And the midfielders are priced around between like five and a half to seven and a half million. I mean, they're priced up that in that area for a reason. And Arnautovic had the makings of a lot of different things coming together for him to be like producing that such a consistent clip where he's playing out of position as a nine, he has the history of FPL returns, and he has the pedigree, and his stats were off the page. So Those things need to come together for you to really be comfortable having a midfielder in this price region for a medium period of time and not fall flat. Lingard is a perfect example of the opposite of that. He came in hot, he had a little hot flash, and he's playing on a really good team, but he's always a peripheral figure, and a lot of his goals were kind of worldies, and he's not a central focal point to their attack, so... When we're looking in this price region, there's so much risk and there's so much volatility in having to jump on and off bandwagons on the right kind of mixture of form and fixture. And you can't just play it like, oh, they're on city, so it doesn't matter who they play, they're going to score goals. So Arnautovic has been great because of these reasons. And when we're looking at replacement options, no one is nearly as good as an Arnautovic. And everyone is a punt in his price bracket below, so I just want to preach caution with who you're looking at exactly
1: and that was the more thorough version of everything that I was getting to is like the 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 all of the guys that you look at when you like sort by price and try and find someone are just all extreme punts and that's like kind of another shout out to someone like Ibe who if you're gonna punt wildly which again they all are punts. Ibe is interesting because he's 4'8. So you can double swap and maybe get to Kuhn. Like Arnie to Ibe and get to Coon with someone with Bobby or something like that. Or or upgrade a defender because defenders are defenders who are six million and below or seven million and below are way better than the midfielders at the same price. So that's, you know, a shout for Ibe. I mean, people are asking me about Ox. I mean, like, what did Ox do to keep his place for next game? Could easily be Lolana. I don't think he's nailed we we never thought he was nailed. I, I just don't. There's so many guys I don't like. On the other side of the price bracket, if you if you're going to go up on Arnie, I think Dilva is worth mentioning. He's kind of back. He started in the cup. Started against Newcastle. He'll probably just start getting points again if if he remains a spot and if he retains his spot and doesn't have to go, have to go back to Spain. And then there's Marez, who is obviously way more expensive than Arnie, but just getting impossible to ignore. He's just on insane form for you know a really, really long time, since game week eight, basically. He's been ridiculous.
0: Yeah, Mars has been a tough one, I think, for us to crack because he's only had three double digits all season, and yet he's up there as fourth in the mid- midfielder uh, point totals. He's just been trickling along, and Leicester are the furzi- furthest thing away from an explosive attack. I mean, they struggle to get more than two per game, but he's very often involved. His goal involvement's just extremely high. And at 8 7, he's just kind of a good set and forget differential. I think their fixtures are really good um, from now, really, till the end of the season. They only have a couple tough ones coming up. And at 8 7, he's looking good. And I think Sane is the other name. He's only 8 4 Sané. now, and he looks, yeah. 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 He looks to have snapped back in a form. He's been a little bit more threatening, shooting a little bit more, and coming in from the left, he's just looked a lot better. Maybe he had a little period of fatigue. Maybe he was carrying a small knock or a niggle or something like that, but Sana looks good, too. So there are plenty of names in that $8 million, between 8 and $9 million price bracket that you could look at.
1: Yeah, it's just for um, most people, not really me necessarily, but for most people, it's just tough because... Kuhn is such a priority so it's hard to go up from Arnie in this yep. kind of week you know yeah, but if you I can agree. i mean like you were just saying about how there's a reason why Arnie is so so good and why no one is nearly as good as him in his price range or below is another reason why like Mares is so good like he's done this before this isn't yeah. Lingard you know he yeah. has He has fifteen returns in his last seventeen game weeks. Like he's been ridiculously consistent. He's the main man on the team. You know, so it's there's no reason for it to stop really. I can't believe he's still at Leicester.
0: Yeah, that's the thing is that I mean we have about a week, a little more than a week to see if he's in a move, but really haven't seen many rumors surrounding him like there were a month ago, so if he stays, I mean, you buy Mares. the fixtures are good. It, it looks good for him for, yeah. for his medium term outlook. I think Shakiri's probably the place I would go if I were to downgrade. I mean, he's if 6 you're million. a downgrade, yeah. Yeah, 6 million. He looks, he looks decent. Um, he's good. We love yeah, he's, Shaq. I mean, he's, a, he's a good player. We love Shaq on, at FMLFPL headquarters. And,
1: <laughs> good, really uh, good fixtures.
0: Yeah, really good fixtures. Manager I mean,
1: bounce.
0: Yeah, manager bounce. I mean, he's got a lot going for him. Yeah, I
1: I would just, pretty much every midfielder under Arnie, I'd just rather spend the money on defense, is really what it comes down to.
0: Yeah, so I mean, it comes back to just reconfiguring and really realizing that, you know, there are a lot more players in the hundred, around the total point, total of hundred, and the premium defender than there is in the seven million and under midfielders. So getting defenders in from the top sides. Feels better than midfielders from these shitty sides who are priced similarly. So, if you could have like a little longer term outlook and maybe a hit or, or you're a couple transfers away from downgrading Arnie to someone in the Goodmanson I bracket and then upgrading someone like Agbana or someone to Walker, I mean, that feels
1: better to me. Yeah, that's and that's a thing that I'm actually looking at, except swap Agbana with Danilo. Like, I was honestly looking at. Danilo to you know, and this is just a tinker from thirty minutes ago, not even like just something I'm playing with, but like Danilo to Alonzo and Arnie to Ibe. Something yeah. like that. And it's just like how is that bad? Like It's not bad. It's just yeah, I'm getting I'm getting Shaq's value at Ibe for one point two million cheaper and I'm upgrading to the best seven three midfielder in the game in Alonzo.
0: <laughs> yeah, like Shaq and Ibe stats are you know it's so very similar. Yeah. maybe not if not the hair towards Ibe, but yeah. So mid yeah midfield's tough. I mean, I feel like the last few game weeks we're seeing a lot of transfers being spent in midfield, and it's a tough one.
1: Yeah, what would you do with Lingard? Do you think he's a he's a transfer out? And this dude Slim Shady on Twitter is looking for a Lingard replacement. Is it too knee-jerky? You think? I mean, is there just is it not a priority?
0: Yeah, I I think we could transition here too with Alexis coming into United. It's just their team sheet is going to be thrown upside down. We don't know how Alexis is going to bet in. We don't know what role Mourinho sees for him, and we obviously don't know what the team sheet's going to do once he comes back, because obviously he's going to be one of the first names in. He's not going to ever miss a game, so... Lingard va- may very well be the one name to miss out. Maybe it could be Mata, and Lingard's playing in the hole more. We know Alexis likes to play on the left. Maybe I, I
1: don't could know. Could be Martial. Kind of yeah, we have no could idea. Be could we, be no, fucking we don't know, but, Rom.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. He loves Rom. But the fixtures are bad for United. They have At Spurs, Chelsea, Liverpool, three of the next four. Um, they're obviously not a free-flowing side. They haven't been all season. They No, Liber- Liverpool's two. a little
1: bit away. Liverpool.
0: Three of the next seven. That was good. Three of the next six. Just <laughs> ed, edit this out. Bad job by me. Um, I just. I don't think he's that important to transfer out. He's just. He's cheap. Like there's no one significantly better that you can move him to exactly. on a the free. There's no point. Like you just got to stick with him at this point. And he's looked pretty pretty good. He looked good against Stoke. Unlucky to return. Looked awful last game. that was nowhere near a return. But at his price, he's still playing a forward attacking role for United. They're better than any team with a midfielder in the fucking sick mid sixes. You know, he's way better than like Shakiri. So I think you gotta just hold and yeah, hold faith.
1: I, th- I kinda think every United like midfielder slash attacker, whatever, Lingard Marshall, Pogba, whatever, you don't transfer any in and you don't transfer him out as a as an urgency. You know, I I'm not saying like you gotta hold him, not by any stretch, but it's not an urgency thing. We just need to wait and see, like how he configures it, how they look, if they start scoring more, if they're still a bus, whatever. You know. Yeah, Alexis a is. Yeah, he's a good. Good guy.
0: <laughs> I still, I mean, Alexis at his price is still ridiculous.
1: Oh, I'm not interested yeah. in Alexis. Not yeah. even remotely. Someone, someone tweeted he's in concrete. today, not to shit on whoever this was on Twitter. I mean, who knows if they even listen to the pod, but. Like looking to take a minus eight to bring in Alexis, and they didn't have Coon. Yeah.
0: I wonder if that's a Manchester United fan. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I have a sneaky nah, suspicion. Not yeah, sure. I'm like, not why sure. don't you bring in the guy who's the same price, who's fresh off a hat trick on the best attacking team in the league, with good fixtures? You know, what are you what are you thinking about? No,
0: you can't bring in a city player on principle because he's a United fan.
1: Yeah, maybe, maybe it's that. I don't know. It was um, it was nice I, to see Ashley Young back. <laughs> that was like the oh, best mean, moment of the weekend. You
0: mean over the best left back in Europe?
1: <laughs> Fucking fuck off. That was so classic, Mourinho. So I love that. That was oh. outstanding.
0: Let's go over to Liverpool. We have to talk about them. So I 1 nil
1: against Swansea. What did you see there? I was just, I think the, I haven't listened to Anfield rap yet. I listened to the post match top oh. player thing, but not like the full pod yet. But the, the, expression that they kept using to kind of summarize how the game felt to them was every player played the worst version of themselves which I thought was a really good way to put it you know like Ox kind of played an Arsenal Ox and Salah was all of his shots were off target and Mane was stumbling around and Firmino wasn't like killer instinct and you know the midfield was just I don't know shooting from 40 yards out. It was just, everyone just kind of was bad and just whatever. But in the end, I just think it's a blip on the radar. I mean, it's every team, including City, has stumbled in, in some of these games this season against these buses and nil-nils and one-nils and shit-ass games. They just happen. That's just, that's just how football is against teams in the relegation zone. It's, it happens, and their fixtures are still really good. For the most part. Um, And they're still really good, I think.
0: Cool. You're so positive.
1: Yeah, so positive. I mean, I'm just not one to, like, overreact. I mean, obviously it was fucking horrible. And during the game, I was killing myself. But, like, you know. And another thing that Neil said, Neil, my guiding light in this fucking shitstorm, he was just like, you can't slaughter today what you were praising yesterday, basically. You know, it's like, I don't know. These are the same guys that just went 18 unbeaten. You know, we haven't haven't fucking let up a set-piece goal in 14 matches. And, uh, and, you know, still, obviously, the mainstream media is like, oh, Liverpool on set-pieces. Like, they're all fucking idiots. Like, they don't actually look at anything. They're just... Banter merchant. Yeah, no. I mean, look shit. you so you like, just
0: brought it. You just brought in VVD, at first league game. Look at how much more solid you were against <laughs> exactly.
1: That yeah, perfect. Right? Great for the great for the fucking <laughs> headlines, you know. But actually, <laughs> speaking of VVD, and I was talking about it on whoever, yeah, whoever was on Slack right after the game. I mean, he created like four chances. four clear cut chances and had a header on that like could have been a goal on another day and like. I mean, Jesus. With the, with, the, very, very deep. with the fixture run that we have, aside from home spurs, you know, he, we're gonna get a bunch of cleans, especially at home. Where we've been really solid all year. He's just gonna get a lot of attacking returns. He's just an absolute fucking beast. And so five good five. at seppies and everything. I know. He's he's very interesting.
0: Yeah. Five five, he's gonna be a good pick.
1: Yeah. Um do you want to talk about Mkhitaryan at all? Interesting to you at all? What do you think about him?
0: Very interesting. I just I think very need, interesting. Yeah, we just need time. I mean, now his price is right. There's so much value there. Yeah, in the price sub is eight so price good. Is we're
1: like we were just talking about RE. Like Mick could be that guy.
0: Yeah, but we we talk about you know buying at the appropriate time, and he's not someone I want to buy in early. Zero percent, zero zero point zero percent of the teams own him, and. I want to see where he's going to play, make sure that Wenger's not going to start Maitland-Niles in front of him and instead <laughs> of him, sorry. And I just want, I want to see how they gel.
1: Yeah, the only thing get- I'll say off of that is I totally agree. I'm, I'm not buying him before he plays. That's completely insane. But let's just say he comes in and puts up a really good <laughs> performance, returns, great stats. I think he, with his pedigree... You can jump on that bandwagon. Yeah. I mean,
0: if he if he gave me one really good game this weekend, yeah, I like, would say so he bye. he has
1: Swansea, like if he yeah. just dazzles. Yeah, and if plays- he comes
0: in with two assists and plays 90, like buy immediately. Yeah. And that's a bandwagon
1: that because, I would jump like, on. I, and we were talking about this with Arscast producer Nate. I mean, like, if they. I, wait, wait, this, wait, 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 wait. How old is Matara? <laughs> that was the best. He's 30, right? He's 30. He's
0: 35, I think. He just okay, turned okay.
1: 35. All right, keep going. Um, just that, like, so if Arsenal, the way that I put it to Nate is that, like, if Arsenal were buying him just straight up, not like a weird trade thing, I would be like, that's a really weird buy because he's 29 and he's had back to back really bad seasons.
0: You use the word bad, not weird.
1: What? Bad. You, yeah, I mean, yeah, bad. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it would no, be bad. You just said
0: that would be a weird. That you said that would be a weird buy when we were talking about early. You said that would be a
1: bad. That would have been a bad purchase a if they were just buying him either. in the market for like whatever twenty million or something. Especially because like,
0: he's 30 35.
1: He's like thirty-five. He's off back-to-back really bad seasons, <laughs> worst seasons of his career. You know, whatever. This is
0: TLDR. We were just inside bantering about his age and twenty-eight versus twenty-nine. Big stump against Juan yeah. versus Nate, and Juan came in <laughs> fucking spades. Talking we were about arguing the, the, after day the day of his twenty ninth, the
1: day of his twenty ninth birthday, we were arguing about his age. It was amazing, but yeah, I mean, so but uh, all that aside, they in this swap, it, obviously he's getting they're getting a player who has like top top pedigree. Like when United bought him, he had like forty assists that season or something. You know, like we know what he can do. He could be fucking amazing.
0: Yeah, we'll see. I, I definitely think he's the most like monitor of monitors in the midfield bracket.
1: Yeah, very interesting.
0: I also think Otzel. I mean, I think it might be a little Oetzel time soon. He's still
1: really expensive. But yeah, I mean, they, that's the thing. He's uh, 1.7 million more expensive uh, than Nick.
0: That's crazy. Uh, bug guys. Man, I, I
1: want, I've wanted him all season and I just like can't get there. They just priced him too high.
0: It's pretty fucking incredible that no one's had him all year. He started at 9.5 and he's down to 9.3 right now.
1: Yeah, it's just Arsenal fans.
0: It's just ridiculous that he he should be like eight four because nobody's had him all year. He should, players should go down in price because of where they are
1: priced, and no one has them. I think like, I agree with that. Yeah, like that
0: should there should be something built in where it's like, oh, the ownership it's like a is re, under th-
1: rebalancing. A yeah, video it's game. Like,
0: yeah, it's like the ownership's been under three percent all season when they start at nine five. Like.
1: That should be We fucked up. Price,
0: they should be price dropping him somehow with that factored in, I don't
1: know. Yeah, I agree. Great pod. Great up. Um what else should we talk about? And Turhall wants to uh, oh, know we doubling should, we up should. on Burnley is viable again. They only have one away game versus the top six left to play because everyone's looking for cheap defenders, too. Yeah.
0: Terrell should stick with second division Turkish teams if he wants to (laughs) double Burnley fucking defenders. They've been awful. I I don't even want Pope. I don't want one Burnley defender. I know.
1: They have a good run coming after City. No, 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 no.
0: Fair play, fair play. That's a fair question because this is the kind of thing that you buy in for future returns, even though they've been bad lately. I feel like they're a little bit complacent. I think that they're kind of like resting on their laurels of how good they've been doing this season, and they've maybe been just a little bit less like compact and like all out for 90 minutes like they were at the beginning of the season. I think Deitch has a job on his hands for the next 13 game weeks, keeping them focused and really up for it because... If they're not giving one hundred and thirty million percent every game, then they're just really bad team. Yeah, because their skill on the team is worse than almost even like Newcastle has more skill players than them. Yeah. So if Dice doesn't have them bought in one hundred percent every single player in the eleven, that's what we've been seeing lately. I mean, they've had two cleans in the last like eight game weeks or so, and it's a tough one. But and
1: the thing with me that always resonates is like they did the exact same thing last season. Yeah. They were yeah. the fucking worst team in the league second half of last season, and once they got safe or whatever, and, and yeah. it's just ha- it seems like it's happening again. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I agree. I, it's a tough one to buy, but I, I saw Pope. I'm, I'm going to probably start him this weekend um, instead of Adrian, but I don't know. I, I'm I'm very lukewarm on Burnley. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know is there anything else to go to I, we didn't chat I, about Chelsea but I, I think
1: Leicester is interesting we maybe could have talked about it after we talked about Mares but I know I feel like you brought up Schmeichel to me a couple weeks ago and I was like no that get out of here Leicester's fucking shit but Dragovich comes in and now they have three straight cleans <laughs> Chilwell's 4-3 I was looking at their advanced stats their the x goals against them in the three matches combined is 1.6 like they've been fucking tight as fuck.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, I think it's it's upsetting that Maguire is somehow five four, even though he was really bad for a really long time yeah. after he was priced at five, and people kept buying him. It was just astonishing to me. Yep. If he was at five still, he'd be a ph- phenomenal pick right now. Yeah, it's but,
1: all it's all about Chillwell, right?
0: Yeah, but I still am just like not certain about how nailed Chillwell is. I feel like, I mean, no, he's he'll, the he'll, the miss, couple,
1: he'll miss a, he'll miss a game here and there. Yeah. yeah.
0: But that's the thing, it's like, I don't know if he's kind of like playing, if he's playing home or away or whatever. It's like, I know he's like cheap as fuck at his price, but I'm not trying to get in someone who I'm not sure if they're going to play. And I think Simpson's maybe the one to look at. He's 4'3 and he's just like match fitness, one under 23 training match away from being able to start again. But he has less competition for a spot. I guess Dragovic is there, but
1: no, Amarte I think is his. Yeah, competition. yeah, Danny
0: Amarte. I don't know, but yeah, Schmeichel at five is interesting. We're all we're all looking around. If we don't have like De Gea or Courtois or Lloris, I guess both of them got injured this week. But at five, he's pretty good on Baps. Um, when they keep cleans, he's gotten two and three Baps in the last two games, and you know their defenders. What is he on fucking fourteen bonus on the season? Their defenders don't pass. They don't get the passing bonus. So Schmeichel at five is an interesting one for me, and he gets his fair share of save points. So Yeah, he
1: does get a lot of bonus. I actually never noticed that. Yeah. He's fucking so, he's top all goalkeepers in bonus points.
0: Yeah, so Schmeik's maybe Schmeik's in. The fixtures are really good.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's just a matter of can you get can you conveniently get to one of the top top guys? And if not, you have to kind of find someone and Schmike's yeah, gonna be s- that guy. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I saw a lot of Pickford in this last week and maybe Schmike's was the right name. They're they're point one away from each other, I think. Yeah.
1: And Everton are just so bad.
0: Yeah, they're all out of sorts. Lester at least like them. a good yeah, Lester at least look like a good unit.
1: Yeah. Um, last thing I guess is any thoughts on the blank game weeks? Alan Lad Patrick and pretty much everyone wanna know if we're if we're considering the blank game weeks upcoming.
0: Yeah, it's just like we fall into this trap every season, I think, when we're around this time in the blank game weeks, we're talking about Game Week twenty eight, we're coming into twenty five and Like we have three game weeks where what are we supposed to transfer in? Like worse players because they might play one more game in the next four. Like I, I'd rather back someone on a good team for three out of four games than someone on a bad team for four out of four games. And we're going to be able to scrape together eleven in that game week. And if we don't fly that game week, ideally we make up for it by having better picks between now and then, and then also better picks from then thereafter. If we load up on like you know the Arnautovic's of the world or the Shakiri's of the world, those those good players on bad teams, then we're going to be limiting ourselves for getting points up until the blank game week. And then when the blank week blank game week's over, we're going to have to spend our transfers purging ourselves of those players. So I feel like this is kind of something I've personally learned over the last few seasons about not putting too much credence into those blank game weeks and just still trying to buy the best players from the best teams and keeping an eye. I mean, I'd rather have nine out in that game week and have like a couple blankers who are on City than getting eleven out and the tenth and eleventh players are on like Walcott and like IBE. You know? No, but that's what we're looking at. Like those are the differences. I guess and so on.
1: I was just gonna say the one I guess standout blank game week thing that I'm saying. Mm -hmm. All we know is that City Arsenal game week 28 will be postponed, but it might not even be a blank. It might just be later in the same game week, like on a Wednesday or something. So we don't even know if there's any blanks yet. But if that's a blank, it's a, I guess, shout to go Kane to coon this week. If you, you know, if that's the only way you can get to coon, And then if City blank, it's like the easiest transfer to just go coon back, back to Kane because... Then the, the tough fixture run is over for Spurs. Kane has at Palace, home Huddersfield, at Bournemouth, home Newcastle starting in game week 28. So maybe that's what you do, something like that.
0: Yeah, that's fair. But I don't think we're going to have that definitive information by the time we have to make yeah, the decision.
1: Probably not. And yeah, it'd it yeah, be a big just, roll of the dice. Yeah, it's the, it's the weighing the value of the free transfer that is the thing that I feel like people always ignore is like spending a free to get rid of sterling to mares and then going mares back to sterling or or some shit like that that's two free transfers how many points is that worth for one extra game i'm i'm not sure yeah it's tough yeah enough. and i think
0: it's it's also like looking back to last season just cuz it's what i'm remembering most is like the blank game week last season i think the few teams that people had like extra players were in like bournemouth West Brom and West Everton. Ham,
1: Everton, yeah, something like that. And it's
0: like, oh, great. Like, you've been sitting on Charlie Daniels on your bench for three weeks, and then it's the blank game week. You play him, and obviously, they don't keep a clean sheet because it's fucking Bournemouth, and you get two points. It's like, what are we doing? It's like, oh, great. You had Johnny Evans on your bench for two weeks, four weeks, like you're supposed and then they don't keep a clean sheet because they're West Brom. They're bad teams. They're bad teams playing in the blank game week for
1: a reason. And yeah, you can't rely on it. You just can't yeah, rely on Yeah,
0: you, you just can. And, you know, spending transfers, saving players on bad teams, not getting good players on good teams, just be wary. I, don't, don't put everything into it thinking that you're planning ahead so well that you're going to have 11 out for the blank game. We can fly. Like, chances are maybe you're like five over average because you have 11 compared to those of us who don't plan for it as, as stringently and get nine out. You know, I mean, everyone blanks because everyone sucks.
1: Yeah, that's true. All right, let's go up to captains. Yeah, yep. That was kind of like a rambly, wild what the fuck section. We're all over.
0: No, no, no. It was very tight. It,
1: it was, was good. good. It was tidy. Yeah, it was
0: good. It was good. It was very good. we were jumping I, from topic to topic. It was fantastic.
1: Okay, we did a job then. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. so good job, I mean, on. captain good job for me, you. easiest thing in the world. I'm on coon. There's no yeah. question.
0: Uh, hi Elon, what's up? Hi, hi, hi. hi, hi I'm yeah, yeah, What are you doing? Um, probably Sala again
1: you're not going to get Kane?
0: no, like, dude, I'm an 8 away and I, I really don't want do to do Kane Like, I'd rather do other things really? yeah, I just that's what I'm thinking right now I mean, we're a long week away from the next game week on Tuesday but I have Ollie has to go um, I still have Dunk as like a starter so what I'm looking at doing is Ollie to Silva and Dunk to VVD for a hit, love it, yeah, and it would really put me into like for the first time in six game weeks, like a strong eleven. Because my eleventh player for the last handful has been someone between like Dunkyass and Quainer, which has been bad. And I think Brighton are starting to really look bad. I,
1: I don't trust Brighton yeah, anymore. They have really good fixtures, but they've yeah, been but fucking it's- horrible. Yeah,
0: that's that's the thing is they've just been really they've looked really bad. So I have no faith in them for cleans anymore. And I I still think, like you know, I I could also go to Sterling. I mean, he's home West Brom, obviously, with Kuhn in the same fixture. But I think Salah at at Richard Wagner's Valkyrie is like you know (laughs) could 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 do a job again. I just I'm gonna I think I need to hold faith with my initial read and didn't pay off the first week. But I looked at my team and I backed myself to have viable captaincy options instead of Aguero for you know those four fixtures. Yeah. Obviously, yesterday it was a hat trick versus a two-pointer, so that's fucking negative 1,000 points. But you could put it on its head if Salah comes in against Huddersfield. I, I'm a little nervous about the FA Cup week. I don't have to see how the team sheets come in there. But yeah, we I got such think, a
1: long way for the game. Like I hate yeah, that. Yeah, it's far
0: away. I just think that I'm more inclined, after like Coolerhead's prevailing, to hold Christensen just because the fixtures are so good and he's fit, rather than rage transfer him out. And they still have three good fixtures. And just sort Dunk out and get a couple of really good players in for... I mean, Ollie's by far the worst player on my team. I should start in the ass over him every week. And then getting rid of Dunk would be really good, you know. So that's what I'm looking at. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, your team? I mean, that was a combo.
1: Yeah, I mean, so I have, as we talked about earlier, I have Arnie. And that's a major, major problem. And Danilo, who's not a starting player in the league or the cup or anything. Zinchenko's too good... So Logic would tell me to double swap them out um, for a hit. It just sucks to take a hit after my haul and huge biggest rise of the season, but it's probably what I'm going to end up doing. Um, And, I mean, like we talked about, I much prefer spending six-plus on a defender, which would replace Danilo, than on a midfielder, replace Arnie, so... I'll probably look at something like that. I I just don't... I'm not in love with anything because the midfielders are all so fucking bad. But I'm going to hold my knee from taking a minus eight to also get out, like, Sun or Agbana and just pray that Sun does something or whatever. Agbana can keep it clean and just... Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be a weird week for me. Probably, like, some sort of five three two. I don't know. It... It just sucks. The Arnie injury just really fucking fucks me and everyone.
0: Yeah, I think I mean four four two is pretty clear for you. If you do Danilo and Arnie out, you could still get like a decent midfielder in. And there, there. Are, I just
1: think there are no decent midfielders. That's why I'm so dark about it. Like I'm fine, but like
0: yeah,
1: Agbana Crystal Palace versus I fucking Chelsea. Then I feel like Agbana has a better chance of a. Lucky clean,
0: yeah. I mean, if that's where your where your heart lies, then you are definitely a better place to downgrade Arnie to a four or five guy, and then and do Danella for a hit, and then next week do Duffy up to another premium and go five two.
1: Yeah, or or even Arbana. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing is, I'll have if I do choose Alonzo as the premium guy, then I have 0.0 in the bank. So yeah, that's a problem. Can't even really toy with yeah. that. Yeah, uh, that's a problem.
0: You yeah. might need to go to the five fives like stones and DVD, um, and shit. DVD, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, it just makes more sense. And hope, just keep hoping that Christensen covers my Chelsea cleans, even though uh, yeah, I can't believe we have Christensen. Like I can't believe there's a guy this bad and annoying that we both have.
0: I mean, I've had him since like November.
1: Yeah, I, I've had him pretty much yeah. since the same time, yeah. and he he did great for us at at the start
0: yeah for like three weeks and then it was just a complete train crash,
1: yeah I what was actually you... looking at fucking Luke, uh Luca as no, my as the itch. midfielder, yeah. just because as here's what I was thinking, like what do I want out of this midfield slot? I basically want nail the most nailed thing ever, sort of a minimum of a point or two points every week, which Luca has. I has had but we know how he could drop him at any fucking time. Like, not surprising at all. Stands back, drop him, whatever. And then Luca fucking scores a lot of goals with the pens. <laughs> like, you want what he has is exactly what you want from like your benched mid. Is like nailed and the upside of a random lucky goal auto sub. So I don't know.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't hate that, but. It is. He had an open play goal recently, obviously, but it's just so reliant on Pens. Granted, Wolf dies yeah. in the penalty area every fucking game, so it's always <laughs> making. He's always asking the question of the referee if it's like a fucking madly fished a can fuck like you could get it, but yeah, I just don't like you. Know, you don't want that. Like, you don't, I don't, you don't want, want
1: him to ever yeah. start ever. Yeah, terrible starter. But yeah. I don't know. Maybe he's fine off the bench. I don't know. I'm all sorts, dude. I still have fucking RLC in my team, and I have son who I was, like, earmarked to get rid of this week, and then the Arnie injury just fucked all my wrench in my fucking tits. Yeah, that's on the back burner. You're going to have to stick with him for a little bit. Yeah, I mean, next week maybe, probably not. Yeah, it's very... Are you, are you good
0: with, with Dilva, do you think? What do you think about his kid and shit? There's been no news, but he played today. He played There's last been week. no
1: news. We just have to kind of hope his kid is fine and stable and that he's just back and going to play. I, I don't know. There's nothing more that we can do or find out other than that. I think yeah. he's a pretty good pick, yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean... You can't get Mares?
0: Well, the the thing is that it, it lets me go dunk to VVD with zero in the bank if I go Silva. So uh, if I get so, anyone else like Sané or Mares, if I look in that bracket, then I'm probably just going to... Yeah, still, I, I wouldn't have enough. Mm. Yeah, So that yeah, would put me... Yeah, getting the, a good defender is very good. Yeah, that's why I, I feel like it, I'd rather take the risk with Silva, who I think could return at the same rate of those other two guys, yeah. more or less and getting someone like van Dyke, who i think can return you know very consistently over the next month or two
1: yeah yeah, yeah. is is hedging
0: it for me but
1: what about it, it like Sh- what about like shaw
0: oh best left back in in
1: england nailed yeah i should get him oh boy Alright. Check us out. Yeah, that, that seems pretty good to me. Yeah, check Fuck. us out. Check us out. It's like out. wasn't a funny pod, but it was a good pod. N- no,
0: not funny. I'm fucking dark, dude. I had worse game yeah. week of my fucking life. So it was on to you to bring the sunshine.
1: Someone was saying in Slack like it's good when I'm dark and you're flying, because I'm naturally more optimistic that I'm not like too dark, but I'm dark. Versus the opposite when you're dark. I mean, not really this pod, but sometimes you're really dark, <laughs> and it's just like it's just like too dark. You know, it's like ninety nine percent cacao in a chocolate bar. It's just like oh, it's, it's a little too nuts. Yeah. So
0: you don't say this to me when we're in IRL studio pods because I'd jump across the table and <laughs> strangle you.
1: No, because we're we're all having fun no matter what. When we're IRL, you would never be that darkness. I don't think. I mean, I was just pot. sitting
0: on the couch with nothing in front of me the entire pot, just like dancing.
1: That's what I mean. So it's I didn't impossible not know what was to Not just have a great nah, time. that's a hundred
0: percent. When producer Nate comes in with a bottle of red wine, <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, Nate. Like, let's fucking go. <laughs> Nate's just like,
1: you want some? <laughs> it's Like, wine? oh, do you want some wine? <laughs>
0: I'm like, Nate, do you want to fucking fuck me up the ass? I don't know what's happening. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, let's slap some patron asses. We got the new patrons of the week. Three new patrons, thanks so much. Patreon.com slash You guys are fucking legends. This first guy's name, I don't know what the fuck to do with it. It's Zico X. One word. And he's in the cup. He, I think he was the last guy in the cup, so good job by him. But what a name. I, that sounds like a Xbox handle. Not really a name. Um, then we got Nathan Walters. Great guy. Legend. Friend of the pod. And Hans Wilhelmson To just, you know, keep... Uh, keep our core fan base up there ticking. Thanks so much, guys. You're not going to say anything?
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yay. Thanks, guy.
1: <laughs> Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Check <laughs> us out at FMLPL.com, follow on Twitter at FMLPL, support us at Patreon.com slash FMLPL, enjoy it!